Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. I'm Dave. Uh, it's been a while, so you may have forgotten what my voice sounds like. Um, yeah, we're going to try and do this a lot more regularly. And I mean, what better time to restart than during giraffe season? Uh, we've got something very special today. We have got um, the First and Ten Network mock draft. Um, all people from around our different uh, podcasts, all the individual team podcasts, they draft for their team, and then we split up the rest of the teams between us. Um, so it's uh, a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, it should be fun for you to listen to. It should be pretty informative. Hopefully, um, I mean, I don't think the draft looks too far off right now. Um, I've got a couple of big trades in there. Um, I'll announce them before they happen. But yeah, each person's going to explain who they picked and why. We'll kick it off with Josh Caps, who is picking for the Jacksonville Jaguars. With the first pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I think the selection has been penciled in for a while now, especially uh, once the Jets realised they could start winning games. Lawrence becomes the face of the Jacksonville franchise and looks to turn things around down in Florida. Right, so you've got me for a few picks. Um, due to me stepping in to take some extra uh, picks, we uh, end up with me picking number two. I mean, it wasn't the toughest of picks. Um, for the New York Jets, they selected Zach Wilson, quarterback at BYU. I mean, I think this one's a, a pretty easy pick to make. The, what we said going into this draft was, make this pick what you think will happen. So, I mean, this one is exactly what I think will happen. I think everyone knows this one's going to happen. Is it what I would do? Probably not. Um, I would go Justin Fields here. I think Justin Fields is my number two quarterback. But... The Jets seem to have fallen in love with uh, Wilson, and it's not hard to see why. I mean, he has a great arm. Um, there's there's tons about him too, like, say, the arm in particular is very accurate, uh, makes some really good throws. I mean, he probably makes as many throws as any other player in this uh, group of quarterbacks, but I, mean, I think that I think he has real bust potential compared to basically all of these other quarterbacks in this top five here. Um, say so he hasn't really played any big games. Um, it's one season of top production is sort of a real worry. Um, I mean, there's stuff about character issues, but it doesn't really bother me. I think that would sort of suit him in New York. But yeah, for me, I think he is someone that has bust potential, but he is also a really, really good quarterback. Um, next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers. And this is where the thing of draft how you think will go rather than what you would do really comes into play because at three I've taken Mac Jones quarterback Alabama for the San Francisco 49ers I mean we did this draft about a week ago now um all the talk up to now has pretty much been that Mac Jones will be the pick I mean personally I don't really get it as a player um I think he's fine I think I think that's the thing with Mac Jones I think a lot of people feel similar to me that Matt Jones is fine. He's not going to be, it's not an issue, but he's not a player that you give up all this draft capital to go up and get. He's, I mean, he's decent. Um, it can be pretty accurate. Um, he's pretty good in the pocket, but nothing he does is particularly elite. And moving up all the way up to three to draft Matt Jones just feels a bit, bit off for me. Um, I mean, he's about as unathletic as you're going to get of a quarterback coming into the NFL right now. Uh, for me, he is. If you were taking him in the, like the second round, I think he's a really good prospect. If you're taking him number three, it's iffy. But um, I mean, I do think he will be successful in San Francisco. Um, 
if that is where he ends up. But I think he will be a success because I think any of these quarterbacks, if they end up there, then they'll do. They'll be pretty okay. But yeah, for me, he would be. He's my clear number five uh, in my rankings. But yeah, this is the one I think they'll do. Um, rap sheet come out this morning saying it's down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Um, I think I think Mac Jones is the way they're going to go, and I'm not sure it will play out great, but. I think it'll be fine, but that's about it. Um, so at number four, we had our first trade of the draft, and um, me and Josh, the only two people you've actually heard so far, were picking for the Patriots podcast. We traded all the way up from 15. We got 15, 46, um, and a 2022 20, first round and third round pick to move up to number four with the Atlanta Falcons. I think this makes sense for both teams. Um, the Patriots need a quarterback. I think Cam's fine for this year, but I mean, probably not going to win with him. Or not, sorry, I think they can win with him, but I think they're not going to necessarily win a Super Bowl with him. It's time to get that next quarterback in. And if Justin Fields is sitting there at four, which it looks more and more like he will be, then I really would like the Patriots to go up and get him. And I think they will make, it might not be four, seven, um, with the Lions might make more sense. But I mean, it, I don't really have the question that the Falcons take him themselves but I mean there's reports that they're trying to trade Julio Jones which to me obviously means rebuild and I think it could bring a quarterback into play but I mean all everything has them taking um, one of the pass catchers and I think that's the way they'd go if they stick but yeah if Patriots move up and they select Justin Field too for me is the number two player in this draft I think he's such a good quarterback I think he's got everything you want from an NFL quarterback um He's not necessarily a runner, but he can run. I mean, he's had, what last year did he have? 383 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. I think he can probably do more than that in the NFL. I just don't think they're really asked to do it. Um, I mean, he's played lots of big games. He's such a good passer. He's good, accurate all over the field. Um, I say, I don't think Ohio State necessarily took advantage of him as a runner, but um, I think he is a player that can run the ball and I think when he gets NFL you'll see him do it even more but yeah Justin Fields to the New England Patriots is the pick at number four um so up next at picking at number five for the Cincinnati Bengals is the big blue pod so yeah at five the big blue pod selected Penne Sewell uh tackle out of Oregon I mean I think this uh pick or Sewell in particular has been picked penciled in the top of this draft I think Coming into season, I think he was pretty much guaranteed to go this high, but it might be that he does actually fall a bit and somebody who gets some great value. But, I mean, he looks to be a left tackle that they can stick there for 10 years, however long it is, in front of uh, Joe Burrow, and they're just going to be a marriage made in heaven. Um, a match made in heaven, even, if I could actually get my sayings right. Um, yeah, Saul is a, a great tackle and somebody that, I mean, the Bengals need protection there. I mean, I'm if I'm making this pick, I'd potentially go pass catching, pick up tackle later, as I think you can get some tackles later. But, yeah, big blue pod went Saul, the tackle out of Oregon. So next up, picking for the Dolphins. It is a Dolphins podcast, and we have Dolphin UK. Dolphins fans will be pleased to know I didn't attempt to pull a Mel Kuyper and trade back up to four, and instead I opted to remain at six. 
If the Dolphins had one of Chase, Pitts or Saul at the top of their draft board, they'd have stayed at pick three to guarantee their selection as any one of them could in theory have been chosen by the Bengals at five. This proved to be the case in this mock when Cincinnati went for Saul. On that basis, the most obvious selection to draft is one of the two Alabama receivers, Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell. Given both of these receivers already have that chemistry with Tua, I'd be happy with either. Waddle's game-changing speed and yak ability would fit really well in the Dolphins' offence, whereas Smith's route-running and all-round playmaking ability complements Will Fuller's speed and Devontae Parker's physicality really well. And who wouldn't want two receivers in the same team named Devonta and Devontae? So with the sixth pick of the first and ten mock draft, the Miami Dolphins select Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver from Alabama. Up next for the Detroit Lions is Ash Till. With a seventh overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. Jamar Chase is probably one of the best wide receivers I've scouted since Julio Jones. So to get him at seven, for me, is an absolute steal. So at pick eight, we had a big trade as the Miami Dolphins jumped back up. Uh, They traded picks number 18, 36 and 156 for pick eight with the Carolina Panthers. So here is, once again, Dolphin UK. An unexpected opportunity arose when Carolina decided they'd rather trade down in the first round than pick at eight. With the Dolphins' pass catchers now including Smith, Parker, Fuller, Williams and Gesicki amongst others, adding further depth is a must as Fuller, Williams and Parker have all suffered with injury issues throughout their career. So more than happy to have pulled off a trade with Carolina, giving up picks 18, 36 and a fourth rounder in exchange for moving up and grabbing arguably the best non-quarterback in the draft. With the eighth pick, the Miami Dolphins select Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Hello, it's Ryan here from the WST Pod UK. I'm here to make the ninth overall section, which is for Denver Broncos. It's just going to be a quick one here, as it's not my team. I could have gone in many, many different ways here. I could have got a different QB myself and have picked Lance. I could have traded back with one of the many, many QB indie teams and got more picks for later on in the draft. Instead, with the ninth overall pick, the Denver Broncos have selected Patrick Sutain III. At pick 10, we have another trade as... The Carolina Panthers moved back up after trading down not long ago. They give up picks 18, a 20-22 second rounder and a fourth rounder this year to move up to number 10 uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. They take one of my favourite players in this draft and uh, my favourite corner, JC Horn. With the 10th overall pick after trading back into the top 10, the Carolina Panthers select Jace Hoist from South Carolina. Big need for the Panthers is in that defensive back room, and Chase Hoist to me is the best available on the board given how our drafters currently fell. So at pick 11, we have the New York Giants. I know that they were trying to trade down, but as we know, Dave Gesselman does never, has never ever pulled off a trade to move down in the draft in all of his drafts. So, I mean, they went with the realistic pick. Um, it, at the time, I'll read what they said. Unfortunately, Dave Gettleman's stubbornness doesn't allow me to trade back here, so I guess I'll get one of his hog mollies in Slater at number 11. And I think this is a really nice pick. Um, yeah, 
I mean, it is a move I can see them making. I think we can all see them making it. Um, Rashawn Slayer is a great tackle. Some people have him rated even higher than Saul. For me, I, I don't think it's that close. Uh, well, it's not, not, it's not close. Slater is a great player, but Saul is the clear number one for me. But yeah, Slater at 11 is really nice value, especially after all the quarterbacks going early. I think the teams in this area are really going to get some players that in other years they perhaps wouldn't be able to get. So yeah, nice pick for the Giants. Perhaps not what the optimal pick is, but a nice pick nonetheless. Um, at number 12, picking for the Philadelphia Eagles, we have Josh Capps. With the 12th pick of the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Waddle poses the threat of a major receiving weapon for Philly and also has been compared to players such as Tyreek Hill with the threats that he can pose. Um, this pick at 12 would also see him reunited with an old friend in Jalen Hurts who has already spoken about the potential to reunite and there's a lot of excitement around that. At pick 13 we have Ash and Lee picking for the Chargers podcast and the Los Angeles Chargers. So with the 13th pick, the Chargers select Christian Darosaur, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Obviously, Ash, we did this a couple of weeks ago on our podcast where we took the same play when we were kind of going through our perfect um, kind of mock draft scenarios. And uh, yeah, it's a play that we're really happy with on draft night. Got the requisite length, um, obviously fills a big need as well. And be, yeah, be really happy with this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's corner and left tackle are the main primary positions that we are needing. And I just think we've getting Herbert last year, um, the necessity is to take the le left left tackle, the franchise guy, to get the protection. And he's kind of the last piece on that offensive line, so I just think it, it works perfectly well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so finish that rebuild, crack onto the season, don't want to see number 10 get hurt. So looking forward to a good season and rest of the draft as well. So, yeah, that's our pick. At pick 14, we have the Vikings podcast picking for the Minnesota Vikings. With the 14th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker, USC, coming in probably to play guard initially. He can also switch out to uh, tackle. Again, massive pressing need for the Vikings. Uh, that left tackle spot is open for anyone to take on the roster, whether that be Brian O'Neill, Ezra Cleveland, or Elijah Vera Tucker in this case. At pick 15, we have Lee Wakefield picking for the Atlanta Falcons after that trade down from four. So the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock at number 15 after a trade down with New England. And they select Edge, Jalen Phillips, out of Miami. Really talented player, player at a position of need. A player that would have been really, really overdrafted had the Atlanta Falcons stayed at four. So they take the offer from the QB need team in New England. They slide all the way back to 15. Still pick up a great player. Still pick up a player who... You know, if his medicals check out and if he's you know going to be on the field for a long time, we hope he is, obviously. We never wish anything bad on any player. He's going to be an absolute star in this league. He could be the best edge player in this class. And it could be working out as an absolute bargain. You pick up, you know, another couple of picks from New England. And you, uh, you know, continue your rebuild later down the line. Could have picked Cal Pitts, which would have been a great pick. Could have picked quarterback, but Matt Ryan's still got a massive contract and he's still pretty decent. And also could have picked Penai Suol, who which would have been a great pick going into the Arthur Smith defense. But, you know, got the trade down and, uh, you know, still picks a great player who is at a position of need for the Falcons. So, yeah, Jalen Phillips in there at 15 with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm really happy with that one. So, yeah, kicking off over to 16. Right, so this is another run of my picks. Um, I should just apologise now. I've got a bit of hay fever and a bit of a sinus infection. So if I sound a little bit sniffly uh that is why and it's not my fault um blame 
live in basically in a forest and all the all the pollen and that so you know people who haven't suffered with hay fever you probably think i'm an idiot people who have you, you know where i'm coming from i feel your pain right so at pick 16 we have the arizona cardinals uh they select caleb farley cornerback virginia tech um the day we did this draft was i think So I know there is the medical issues and he could well fall. This wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't actually go this high. But for me, he is number three corner in this draft, um, which is where he would go here. Um, the medical issues could mean that the Cardinals go elsewhere if they do go cornerback. But for me, uh, Farley is the best option here for the Falcons. Um, sorry, for the Cardinals. Um, he is a really good corner who... And that is perhaps their biggest need. They really need to replace Peterson. And, I mean, for me, he is a player that can come in and do that. So the medical history is an issue. But in terms of talent, he is a great, great player. At pick 17, and perhaps the steal of the draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Trey, La Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. I mean, for me, Lance is the number four QB in this draft, but I think he's a lot closer to Zach Wilson than he perhaps is getting credit for. I was trying to move up here as he was dropping with the Raiders, but I couldn't get a deal done. I was trying to move up into the early teens, but yeah, it couldn't work. It wouldn't work out, and in the end, he actually fell to me. I mean, if there, I think if he was there at seventeen, I think there's absolutely no doubt the Raiders take him. I don't think they've ever really been happy with Carr since Gruden got there. And they get the chance to take what could be a generational quarterback. He, he needs a bit of work. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the big game experience that some of these other quarterbacks have. But for me, at pick 17, that is incredible value. And I don't expect him to be on the board on draft night at pick 17. I mean, there's talk that he could go at number three now to the 49ers. But yeah, at pick 17, it's an absolute steal for the Raiders. They get their quarterback of the future. Perhaps he can sit behind Derek Carr if this does happen, but for me, I think they would be looking to move on from Carr and get some value back from him if they can make this pick. Uh, at pick 18 is the Dallas Cowboys after trading back from number 10, and they take Micah Parsons, linebacker at Penn State. I mean, at pick 10, they could have stayed and picked a cornerback. Um, I think it's the position that most are drafting them, um, but right now, getting... Mika Parsons at number 18 is great, great value. He's such a good player. A really talented linebacker. And again, another position that perhaps isn't the Cowboys' biggest need, but it is a need and it is um, an important position for them to fill. Uh, so at pick 19, we have the WFT pod and Ryan picking for them. Hello, it's Ryan back again from the WFT pod UK. I'm here to make the 19th overall pick for my team, the Washington football team. And I ran as fast as I could up to hand in my card with the 19th overall pick. I have selected Jeremy Arusu Kuromoa. I hope I've said that right. The linebacker from Notre Dame. He is my number one linebacker on the board ahead of, well, ahead of everyone, I guess. Parsons, Collins. Everyone that has been mentioned is my number one choice. There's not much I don't like about him, to be fair. Um, I would go linebacker nine times out of ten. 
if I was making this pick. Um, so, yeah, that's who I've got for. 19, um, linebacker Jeremy Owusu Karamara. At pick 20, we have the Chicago Bears and once again, Lee Wakefield. On the clock again with the Chicago Bears at 20, I am back. It's Lee Wakefield from the Chargers podcast picking for the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to pick at number 20, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Right tackle is going to come in and he's going to boost the Bears back up to being an offensive line that's, you know, they're really there to be feared and quite an underrated group, you know, left to right. I like Charles Leno over at left tackle. They've invested in the inside with James Daniels and Cody Whitehair quite recently. They've now got in Germany Fede, who, you know, eh, he's okay. And then they need to complete that with the right tackle, and that's where Tevin Jenkins comes in. He's an absolute mauler, he's an absolute beast in the running game. He's going to be able to give, you know, David Montgomery, maybe even Damian Williams, maybe even another running back that they might bring in later in the draft. He's going to be able to open up some lanes for these guys and make it easier for Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, whoever's going to be under centre, to make some plays. And that's what we want, you know. Ryan Pace and uh, Matt Nagy, they're on their last legs. They need it to happen this year in Chicago. And I think being sensible and taking Tevin Jenkins and making life easy for your quarterback is the sensible play. Although we know that Ryan Pace could do something stupid, so I won't put it past him. But that's my pick for the Chicago Bears at 20, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. At pick 21, it was the big blue pod picking for the Indianapolis Colts and they took Quitty Pay, Edge, out of Michigan, I mean, I love I love Pay. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a bit of a projection right now. I'm not sure he's necessarily the sort of finished product, but from an athletic standpoint, he is incredible. He's everything you want from a pass pass rusher in the NFL in terms of his raw physical ability. But I think he has uh, some work to do. I think he has struggled a little bit. Um, against some of the better tackles he's faced, but I think he can develop into what could be an elite pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, next up, we have Ash Teal picking for the Tennessee Titans. With the 22nd pick, the Tennessee Titans select Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern. Wide receiver and offensive tackle are also possibilities here. With Isaiah Wilson, last year's first round pick is now not even on the team. But for me, with the losses of Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler, the value is at corner, and the sticky corner from Northwestern is the way to go. At pick 23, we have James from the Vikings podcast picking for the New York Jets. With the 23rd overall pick, the New York Jets select Rashad Bateman, Minnesota. Bateman was a great receiver for the Golden Gophers uh, during his time under P.J. Fleck. Definitely offers another weapon for Zach Wilson to throw to on that uh, receiver court and kind of fills a hole that Bobby Anderson uh, departure to the Panthers left in the last season's offseason. Hi guys, it's Ryan here from the WST Podcast UK. And you're probably sick of my voice, so I'm going to be nice and quick with this one. Uh, I'm picking number 24, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, and with that pick, I'm picking running back from Alabama, Najee Harris. I don't think the Steelers have much options at running back, and although I wouldn't go an RB in round one, I think they have to, um, So, and he's the best on the board, so there you go. Number 24, Najee Harris. 
At pick 25, we have Josh Capps and the Jacksonville Jaguars. With pick 25 of the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Merrick, a safety out of TCU. Many expect this to be the only safety pick to be uh, seen in the first round, um, and there's a very good reason for this. Um, a very versatile player with great ball skills, and his range and awareness as a coverage defender would definitely be a huge premium in today's pass-heavy NFL. At pick 26, we have Ash Till and the Cleveland Browns. With a 26th pick, Cleveland Browns select Zaven Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. Some say it could be a bit high for Zaven Collins, but I think the sweet spot for him is between picks 15 and 30. He's one of my favourite players in the draft and is one of the best coverage linebackers I've scouted for a very long time. And at £260, he can still offer that pass rush ability. Could be a future leader on this Browns D. At pick 27, it is my final pick of the draft for the Baltimore Ravens. And I select Terrace Marshall, wide receiver out of LSU. There are some issues with Marshall. I will start on them first. I mean, sometimes he can sort of struggle to separate. Um, he does rely on making sort of contested catches and... We saw that from someone like Nikhil Harry, who obviously hasn't worked out in the league, but I think that in this system, I think Marshall can do really well. Um, he's a tall receiver, he's got really good speed, really physical. Um, he does, he is good after the catch as well, which will help out in this Ravens offense. I mean, they need to get a receiver, I think. I mean, they need to give um, Jackson some more help in the passing game. I think Hollywood Brown's been fine, but I don't think he's necessarily perfect for that offence. Um, where I think Marshall can sort of slot in a lot more. I'm not saying he's a tight end or even close to that, but I think he can sort of do those things that a tight end can do. Um, and I think he will fit in well there. And yeah, I think he could be a really good physical receiver that the Ravens need. Um, up next, we have the New Orleans Saints and Lee Wakefield. It's Lee Wakefield here, back again on the clock at number 28 with the New Orleans Saints. And they are selecting Eric Stokes, cornerback, out of Georgia. Now, this is a bit of a luxury pick in a player who I'm quite high on, actually. I'm liking both of the Georgia corners, actually. I'm thinking Stokes can come in. He can either partner Marshawn Lattimore, or if they need to get rid of him next year because they have no cap space, he can take over him. I think Eric Stokes has got the potential to be a CB1 in the league. He's really, really athletic. You know, great long speed. He gets his head around. He can cover in zone and man. And I think he can be a great partner, like I say. And, you know, they're going to be together for one year at least. And, yeah, they're going to be able to show um, the NFC South um, how to do it down there in terms of the cornerbacks. They've got to look after some good wide receivers in that division. I think it's only going to get tougher as well. And it's going to be kind of a new era for the Saints, don't we know? You know, with the way that their cap hell's going, they can't kind of kick the can down the road forever. And they've got a new era under centre. The offence might not be able to do as much with a tight end or a guy who can't see playing quarterback. So what do we have? We need to build up that defence in New Orleans. I think Eric Stokes is the guy to do that. So he's the pick here at 28 for the New Orleans Saints. At pick 29, it is the Big Blue Pod and the Green Bay Packers. And they select Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. I mean, he is one of the best playmakers in this class, isn't he? Um, he is... Absolutely electric with the ball in his hands. Um, I think the Packers, I mean, many of us expected them to get a wide receiver last year. They didn't do it then. Um, they took a 
but is still going to be a backup running back and a backup quarterback. So not really improved the offense much at all. But uh, I think this year they almost have to address it, and uh, Moore could be a really nice fit there. He's quite different to the other players they have there, and I think he would be really good in Lafleur's offense. I think he would fit in well with those other players. He's for his size, he's what five seven, one hundred eighty pounds. He's posted some ridiculous numbers, um, like a forty two point five vertical. I know he's a four two nine forty. Um, there's rumours he squatted six hundred pounds as a freshman. I mean, that's mad, isn't it? Really, but I mean. It, he does have some issues, but I think in this offense, I think not necessarily being the number one guy. I'm not sure he's that sort of player, but I think being a number two to Adams and perhaps even behind Jones, I think he can be such a good playmaker. And I think the Packers will find so many ways to fit him into their offense, and I think he could be a superb fit there. Uh, up at pick number thirty, we have the Buffalo Bills and Ash Till. At pick thirty, the Buffalo Bills select. Gregory Russo, Edge, Miami. This player has had one of the biggest fall from graces in this draft offseason, but for me is still very much first-round talent. The Buffalo Bills have very few holes on their roster, so can just go best player available here. And for me, the potential, and with the ageing, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison at Edge, Russo offers that huge potential and upside. At pick 31... For the penultimate pick of the first round, we have James from the Vikings podcast picking for the Kansas City Chiefs. With the 31st overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select Wyatt Davis, uh, interior offensive lineman for Ohio State. Again, it's just another need for the Chiefs after losing so many um, offensive linemen during the offseason, losing Eric Fisher especially as well. Whilst it doesn't necessarily solve the tackle spot, it does give them a bit more freedom to move some pieces about. Hello there ladies and gentlemen, it's Ryan here from the WFT Podcast UK and I'm back again with pick number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the current Super Bowl champions. With the last pick of the 2021 draft, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are selecting Travis St. Etienne, running back from LSU. I don't think they have many options at running back. And as they've re-signed most 99% of their Super Bowl winning team, why not add a stud running back to your line, offensive lineup? So there we have it. The first and 10 network 2021 mock draft. I just want to thank everyone who took part in that. Um, so all of them do podcasts on the First and Ten Network. Uh, if you want to get involved in those, please get in contact with us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at First and Ten underscore. Um, you can email me uh, Dave at First and Ten uk. I mean, I'm not always the best at getting back to them, especially lately. I've been crazy busy since everything's uh, reopened. But yeah, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. As I said before, we are looking to get back to doing just podcasts in general more regularly i've really missed it and um yeah we didn't really do much at all for last season but yeah just through circumstances and everything else it's just been a crazy old year for everyone and yeah we didn't really manage to do it much over the past year but yeah we'll be back for next season fully and yeah hopefully from now all the way through the off season we'll have plenty of content for you um you can check out more mock drafts if you head to first and 10.co.uk 
um, Ash, who you heard earlier in this, uh, picking for a few different teams. He's put his mock draft up there. I want to have one up there before Thursday's draft as well. We'll have some more stuff, hopefully, uh, between now and then. But, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you to everyone who took part in the draft. And we will see you next time. <laughs>